Over the past few chapters, we've really explored what it means to become a chariot of Hashem. We discovered what Torah does to us when we study Torah, what, what happens when we do a mitzvah, and the whole idea of unity with God and giving ourselves over, how the soul of a Jew naturally aspires to be one with God. We've been on a journey ever since, let's say, chapter 17, 18, and that journey concludes in chapter 25, and chapter 26, we then go on to a, a new topic. But in chapter 24, he kind of gives a serious reality check. He says, listen, friends, I've been telling you what happens when you do a mitzvah, that your hand becomes a vehicle for God's hand when you do a mitzvah. I've been telling you that when you study Torah, God manifests himself within your brain and you start thinking godly. But what happens on the other side of the spectrum? This world doesn't only have good, it has evil as well. What happens when I transgress one of Hashem's prohibitions? As we know, there's 248 positive mitzvot and there's 365 negative mitzvot. And over here I want to pause. Because... Jewish philosophy, when it addresses what happens when we go against God's will, takes a few approaches. One approach is, we all go to hell. Now, it's one of the principles of faith that heaven and hell are real. That there is idea that if a person sinned, they have to go through a purification process. It's not eternal hell, it's hell as a process. And some pious Jews focus on that element as a motivating factor to not sin. On the other side of the spectrum, there's people that say, God is lovey-dovey and he doesn't care what you do as long as your intentions are pure. Now, although it feels good, that philosophy, it takes away the whole fundamental idea that our choices have consequences. If God doesn't actually care what we do, then pretty much what we do doesn't matter. And if it doesn't matter, then this whole thing is a joke. Tanya comes with a, with a I wouldn't call it a middle, but a, a higher perspective. It says, what happens when you sin is you actually distance yourself from God. That itself is the punishment. Because God says what he wants and what he doesn't want. When you do what he wants, your body becomes a vehicle for him. When you transgress what he wants, your body becomes a vehicle to the forces of impurity. And that is tragic on multiple levels. First of all, because you had the opportunity to become a vehicle of God, so why are you becoming a, uh, allowing yourself to become a robot of impurity? But the Tanya says more so, we become lower than the forces of impurity itself. You see, evil, impurity, whatever you want to see, darkness, doesn't have free choice. They have a role to play in this world. Their role is to tempt us. Their role is to offer us one side of the spectrum of choices, the evil side. But ultimately, they're just playing a role. When I give in to them, when I, a person of free choice, gives in to their allure and to their temptation, I become lower than them. Because I could have chosen to be above. By the mere fact I chose them, I become lower than them. Again, because they don't have choice. I do. And by exercising my choice in such a weak fashion, I become lower than the thing that is tempting me itself.
And that's always been the paradox of being a human being. On the one hand, the greatest heights. On the other hand, the choose the greatest lows. Now, this isn't about disinspiring us. This isn't, isn't about you know making us feel guilty. Tanya is laying the facts of what happens when we transgress. Obviously, you know, if a person grew up irreligious and hasn't been educated, the stakes are different. Each one of us have our own journey. This is the principle of the matter. No one's saying that if somebody grew up without Shabbos and they don't keep Shabbos, they're at the same level of somebody who, let's say, grew up with Shabbos and then broke Shabbos maliciously, or etc., etc. It's important, and I have to reiterate this over and over in Tanya, there's a big difference between the concept and the application of the concept. But if you only focus on application, you forget actually the North Star. So Tanya teaches us what the North Star is and gives us the foundations. How to apply it in our own lives is, as Tanya said in its introduction, demands a personal mentor for each person in their circumstances.